Welcome in, vibe out. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Hitters Only Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Glad that you're back with me. Hope you're a uh, long-time listener. Episode 21, we are rolling through 21 weeks strong since July. And we are here. We are screaming into the middle of November. About to get into that turkey. It's almost turkey time, everybody. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I'm getting hyped up, trying to lose a couple of pounds before the season really hits hard. Had my first uh, had my first grub out the other day on Thanksgiving style foods. I um, I went to a uh, potluck after church the other day. Amazing cooking, every kind of casserole you can possibly think of. Good Lord, have mercy on us, God. I mean, green bean casserole, broccoli casserole, turkey and dressing with eggs in it. We had uh, brisket. We had turkey. We had chicken. We had a dadgum pizza. There was pizza there. Gas station pizza for the children. How about that? What else was there? There was some yams, some sweet potato casserole that was fire. There was a assortment of um, different desserts. There was even a um, marshmallow dish with different colored marshmallows in it. I thought that looked interesting. Had a conversation with a fellow church member about that. And there was even an oyster dressing. That's right. There was dressing with oysters on top. A cream dressing with oysters. That really caught me by surprise when I... When I put the first oyster in my mouth, I, I, I was not expecting that. But that was interesting, and that was a great time, a good time of fellowship with my church folks. And, man, they know how to put it on, boy. They know how to cook. Them women in that church, ooh, boy, they know how to cook something. Man, it was uh, very impressed. Parents came to church. Mom sang a beautiful solo with our uh, praise band, and it was a good time on Sunday getting down but yeah that was my first that was my first throwdown in the thanksgiving um season as i like to call it weight gain season baby and uh you know i wish the pilgrims really would have done us a favor and done this at a different time of the year because you know thanksgiving's basically a month away from christmas and man them two seasons right there is when all the good food rolls out and i am gonna i am gonna do some complaining here this is more maybe it's not a maybe it's not a complaint maybe it's a pet peeve a pet peeve of mine is when people complain about thanksgiving food and people always want to not have thanksgiving food on thanksgiving and boy that fires me up 
that just really starts to heat up my cooker. I'm like, it only happens once a year. Guys, I eat tacos twice a week. I eat chicken every day for lunch. Okay? I eat eggs almost every day. Eating turkey and dressing, ham, and potato casserole, macaroni and cheese a couple of times a year is not going to kill us, folks. It's okay. I could eat that meal once a week, twice a week, year-round. And for some reason, people get tired of that meal in a one-month stretch. And they want to have like Italian or something on Thanksgiving. No, not up in here. I want smoked turkey. I want ham. I want biscuits. I want rolls with butter. I want a good, uh, any kind of casserole I'm down with. I want all that stuff around the Thanksgiving season because that's what you're supposed to do. It's Taco Tuesday every single Tuesday. But, oh no, we can't have stuffing more than once in a whole calendar year. Ridiculous. Stop doing that. Do everybody a favor. Thanksgiving is a tradition. You're supposed to be thankful. And you're supposed to eat turkey and dressing and all that kind of stuff. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to drink beer with your uncle, hang out with your dad. The women are supposed to be in the kitchen getting everything ready and yelling at the men, making sure the turkey's going to be ready on time. And then everybody comes together and you have a great time. You eat way too much, way too much. And uh, you watch football. That's Thanksgiving. And that's what we love about it. It's a good time. Anyways, that's how I'm going to open this podcast up. I got a little fired up there. I didn't know if I was going to have enough to uh, chat about tonight, but it seems like every time I get on the mic, I got something to talk about. But anyways, here we go. We'll get into a couple of quick sponsors here real quick before we get rolling. All right, let's give them some intro music here. Um, the first sponsor I want to talk about is uh, Laser Engrave Solutions by Thomas Cluse. He has an awesome laser engraver, engraver that does a, that can almost put uh, an engravement on about anything. It's awesome. Uh, he can do mugs, coffee cups, uh, cup holders, uh, any kind of wood. Um, and he can do anything as big as to like a 15 by 15. That's what his uh, laser can cover. But it's awesome. He's done stuff for me. He's doing stuff for us for Christmas. He's making me a mug right now. He's making me some hitters. He, he made me some hitters only dog tags. I gave one of them to Stevie last week. And um, yeah, so Laser Engraved Solutions, guys. This is a Christmas time hitter right here. I mean, this guy can make anything. He already pre-orders stuff. He can make labels for stuff. He's been making some uh, wooden labels for the nails for his wife's business. And uh, you can go to laser-engraved-solutions.com or you can just jump on Facebook and type in laser-engraved-solutions. Also, Instagram is laser-engraved-solutions. All the information is on there. It's uh, Thomas Cluse is the one who is uh, doing that. Good buddy of mine at work. And, um, yeah, he's doing a great job. So y'all go to Facebook, 
and check out laser engraved solutions for anything that you want custom engraved is awesome all right next and um what i'm going to stay true to here is las casas lumber um, we are located in las casas tennessee and we can pretty much make anything we do uh, reclaimed pressure treated wood so we can make fence posts two by fours four by fours six by sixes we've even, we've been even doing some big stuff lately we're doing some uh, six by tens right now for a feller so hit us up or if you got some logs that you maybe cut down on your property that you would like us to cut up into um, some one by fives or or whatever we can go up to 16 foot long and uh, we can pretty much make anything for you now guys we don't keep anything in stock but if you give us um, heads up just text me an order call me we will get it cut for you uh, pretty quickly we usually can get stuff turned around pretty quickly everything we do is custom so we don't keep anything just sitting around in stock and let's be honest guys our lumber right now is flying off the shelves all right we're doing well it's highly sought after we do good stuff it's good quality lumber it's uh the measurements are are true cut or we can make them um like the store sells them um you know like a true two by four at home depot is not actually two inches by four inches it's actually an inch and a half by uh, three and a half so but we can do true cut stuff we can do whatever you want um, we can cut up some cedar for you if you got any cedar logs and as always uh, check us out on facebook for all of our information or you can email me at lastcastislumber at gmail.com and or just go check us out on facebook that's where uh my number's on there and, and everything you need to know. So, hey, Last Cassis Lumber, big sponsor of Hitters Only. All right. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. I had a good time last week with uh, Mr. Stevie Smith. It was really encouraging for him to come in here and talk about his baseball career, middle school all the way through college and winning a national championship with Cumberland in Lebanon, Tennessee. And uh, it was good to hear his um, his story through that, fighting through adversity, injuries, and uh, coming out on the other side. I wish he would have made it to the big leagues. It'd be nice to have a homie and professional. But that's okay. He had a good time, and he, he had a good career, and um, we're very proud of him for that. And it was also awesome to talk to him about his struggle with cancer in the last uh, couple of years. Um just uh, what a fight and what what a what a time of hardship that he went through and that he was able to come out on the other side of that is uh, really special says a lot about him it says a lot about his uh his family it says a lot about his wife and uh he talked about how he couldn't have done it without her and i absolutely believe him his wife Jessie is a is a great person and she she loves deeply and um she loves him and she'd do anything for him and we're just so glad that Stevie was able to, to get out of that mess and uh, get back healthy with us. And uh, he's going to power right on. And, um, yeah, he was a good time. I, I loved having him on. And uh, I would say that he's going to be a repeat offender on Hitters Only. I'll have him back on for sure. And so if y'all haven't listened to that, uh, I know it was a longer podcast. It was about two hours and 20 minutes, something like that. But, hey, go check it out, you know, break it up. I know some of my podcasts are long with guests, 
and uh, that's okay. I, I like to uh, really air out conversations, and uh, we get in a groove, and that's just what happens. You know, if you go to a friend's house to eat dinner or to hang out with them, I bet you don't talk for 45 minutes and cut it off and leave. So that's what I don't do either. This podcast is um, pretty laid back, man. It's just a conversation. It's not an interview. I just uh, ask people stuff that I'm curious about that I've always kind of wondered about them or, or different things like that. And, you know, if anybody wants to come on the podcast, uh, please hit me up. It can be um, maybe you just want to hang out and talk about whatever. Maybe you want to talk about something specific. Maybe you want to promote something. Maybe you have a business or an idea or something like that that you would like to talk to me about. I'd be honored. I've had a couple people hit me up here recently, and I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm going to try to get as many good guests as I can lined up for us. Uh, I love talking to people. So I think I, I got another guy that uh, will be special to talk to. has a pretty wild life story coming in soon. Not going to name any names. Not going to give any dates. Y'all just have to stay tuned, but, um, you know, through the holiday season, it is going to be a little harder to nail people down. People are, people are busy and and they got family stuff going on and they're doing the Christmas shopping, maybe, maybe making treats for gatherings and parties, maybe making dressing. Hey, maybe making a peanut butter pie. I've already, I'm on my second peanut butter pie as we speak. I've already made one. I made one camping and I made one. The other day to take to church like i was talking about earlier and i forgot and didn't take it so it's in the freezer to be eaten at a later date pumped about that but anyways guys um i hope everybody's doing well uh thank you for everybody that's listening i know that uh not everybody gets to listen as consistent as others but hey the you guys that are listening consistently i see you i appreciate it and i thank you so let's get into the hitters of the week because I'm sure everybody's ready to jam, as am I. I've been jamming at work. I've been laying off listening to my other podcast here lately, and I've been cranking some hitters, just trying to get back grounded, y'all, just trying to get back into the groove, trying to get back into um, working hard, so I've been slamming some music. Um, so first off, we got Good To Go by Jason Aldean. That's an old song. I think that's one of, on one of his first albums, Good To Go. And St. Tropez by Post Malone. Um, I like that little song on um, on uh, one of his uh, albums. It's a nifty little song. Um, a couple of years back when we were all on vacation, uh, we played that song about a about hundred times, and it took us the whole vacation to actually figure out what he was saying in the song. But... Um, so that's St. Tropez by Post Malone and These Eyes by Guess Who. So I love that song. These Eyes. Old school for you right there. But y'all crank those. Uh, hit them. Bang them. Whatever you want to do. Turn them up in the car loud. Sing loud. It doesn't matter if your windows are tinted or not. Crank it. Slam it. Sing it. Let everybody know. You know. I swear. Everybody's a good singer in their own car. You know, I just I do not judge people for just absolutely Whitney Houstoning that thing in a red light. There ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, ain't nothing wrong with that. And um, my shout out of the week um, is Country Trap is a Country Chapel by Travis Tritt, 
and uh, those are gospel songs. So uh, I don't know if you know, but Alan Jackson has a um, on iTunes or an album or whatever of him just singing um, gospel songs. Let me uh, let me look and see what Alan Jackson's is called because that's really nice. We listen to that on the way to church and back home sometime. And that is Precious Memories. Precious Memories Collection by Alan Jackson. So it's about, let me look here. All right, it's about uh, almost 30 songs, about 28 songs. Um, all hymns, traditional hymns. But yeah, so y'all, uh, so Travis Tritt recently kind of did the same thing. And um, you can look up his songs on iTunes or wherever you get your music. Um, Country Chapel. I haven't actually listened to him yet. My wife was listening to him uh, on the way home from church the other day. And I love Travis Tritt. He's great. We've seen him live several times. Uh-oh. I have a caller. I'll have to call Mr. Evan Hamill back later. He'll uh, listen to the podcast and understand. Anyways... So, um, y'all check him out, and my uh, trivia question of the week is Eminem's Eight Mile is named after a road in which city? You already know that's Detroit. So uh, that was an easy one. Eminem's 8 Mile is named after a road in which city? And the answer of that is Detroit. So that is the um, trivia question of the day. And um, I was looking, um, thinking about quotes, and uh, I came across this quote and I liked it. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, life is like a camera, focus on what's important, capture the good times, and if things don't work out, just take another shot. So I like that quote. Um, it's kind of uh, reminding you to uh, try and try hard, and if it doesn't work out, give it another shot. Keep going. If first you do not succeed, try, try again. I remember when I was a young man, I had a uh, moped. A moped is a little scooter of some sorts with a little weed eater motor on the back. Go about 15, 20 miles an hour. And I used to uh, buzz around the neighborhood on that little sucker. I saved up all my money when I was a kid for, oh gosh, probably a year. And I found it on eBay, one that I could afford. And it was in California. And I could afford it and um, bought it off of eBay, shipped it to Murfreesboro. Man, I was so excited. Uh, my parents would never buy me a go-kart when I was a kid, even though I asked every Christmas for probably 14 years. Never received that one, but hey, that's okay. I got everything I ever needed, and that's what's important. And um, But I bought a moped, and man, that thing worked about half the time. Uh, half the time it didn't. It was really fun when it did work, and, you know, I was constantly working on it, trying to mess with it, and I just, a lot of times, I remember one day, I just was working on it, and I could not get it right, 
and I was just so mad. And uh, I just kept telling myself, at first, you do not succeed. Try, try again. I even threw it in the trash one time because I was so mad. And uh, and that, that uh, you know, not giving up is, is something that um, that is very important in uh, day-to-day life, long-term, um, all over the place. That's a, that's a very important aspect of grit. It's a very important aspect of, of your daily life, really. Uh, not giving up. If you spill coffee on your crotch in the morning, don't give up. Just go home, change your undies, and get back to it. Your boss will understand. You know, if you come out in the morning and your tire's flat, don't give up. Keep hammering. That's just one little bad thing. You know, I've had days where I've stubbed my daggum toe in the morning on the nightstand. And, man, it just seems like after that, it just all starts snowballing. The shampoo falls off the little slippery shelf in the shower. Boom, top bust. You're screwed. You're screwed for at least two months. If a daggum shampoodle, a shamp, a shampoodle. If a shampoo bottle top bust on you, boy, it's over. God, I hate that. Then you're stuck with palm in it. You just got to do the blop, blop, blop in your palm. Always too much comes out. God, that is trash. You know, they really should just make them all squirt, squirt bottles. That'd be a lot better. But. Yeah, I've had I've had them two things happen in the same morning, and then maybe you're out of toothpaste or something, or something like that, or maybe you got up a little later because of all the uh, negative events that happened to you earlier that morning, and you didn't have time to pre-start your truck and uh, melt the ice off the windshield, so you're just driving to work, boy, looking out a freaking quarter-size hole out that windshield. We've all done it. We've all done it. Don't lie, I know we've all woken up a little later than what we probably should have. You forgot to start that start that Hemi up. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You get your credit card out, you scrape your little 10 by 10 square out, you put the defrost on hammer down mode on five, and you just, you hope, you hope nothing happens. I've been there, I've done that. Until Mama got Daddy an automatic start for his truck, and I've never had that problem since. So, guys, I'm just going to say, if you make a little couple extra bucks every now and then, you're able to afford your lady a nice gift, buy her an automatic start for her car if you don't have one. That is a good, good Christmas gift right there. That is a hitter gift. Some of you fellas might not need that. You might not have your garage um, cluttered. And man, if your garage, if you can actually park your car in your garage, you are doing well in life. You are doing well. Because most people I know, their garage is nothing but a massive storage unit or just an over-cluttered place for all the man's junk. But if you do happen to have enough room to park your cars in there, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. But, hey, get your lady an automatic start for Christmas. It's about five hundo. Kaylin got me one for Father's Day. Had to hang out at Best Five for about six hours one day. But, hey, it happened. It's awesome. I love it. I like it in the summer. Cool the old truck down before you get out, before you get out in it. It's been baking in the parking lot all day. I love it. 
I love it. But um, anyways, uh, everything's been going well. The uh, Vols and Titans stink. Tennessee um, got absolutely demolished by Mizzou. Um, tensions were high. We went to a uh, watch party at our good friend's house and uh, saw some good friends from out of town. And uh, tensions were high. Tensions were high. We had some up- upset Vol fans, and uh, I understand why. The refs, man, were being a little screwy with some calls. And, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I try not to emotionally invest myself in football games too much because it, it seems like every time I really invest myself in a game or in a season in general, um, it's just a massive letdown. Because between the Vols and the Titans, boy, your feelings will get consistently hurt. That will happen. And sometimes I just wonder why the Titans and the Vols, why they have to just rebuild every year. You know, um, the better term is to reload, not rebuild. But it seems like the Vols and the Titans just rebuild every year they ever play. Like, we're good sometimes, but, like, we never win the big game. And we just go through constant cycles of being terrible for eight years and then, like, pretty good for two years. And, man, it's just really frustrating. Um, you know, I, I am happy with the Vols this year. I wasn't expecting them to win the nat- the Natty this year or nothing like that. But, uh, man, they got embarrassed by Missouri. Probably fixing to drop one to Georgia. So, hey, I don't know. The Titans are terrible. Um we couldn't beat we couldn't beat uh, Riverdale High School right now. They're absolutely awful. You know everything is normal with that, so you know I don't have to waste my Sunday afternoons on them. Everything is going well. But anyways, uh, in other news, with um, uh, Tennessee recently, a black bear was run over on Shelbyville Highway near Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Wow. So. It has been brought to my attention lately that bears are moving into the Middle Tennessee area. Um, They already somewhat are. Um, They've been spotted in Smithville, up around Cookville, Tennessee. And there's also bears in the whole state of Alabama. So they're moving up north, and they're also coming from the east. And they're getting overpopulated in Gatlinburg. And what they're doing is... They're loading them up in 18-wheelers, probably putting them to sleep. And then they're going in the Jamestown area around Pickett State Park, and they're letting them go. So they're inching them closer and closer. So it's not going to be too much longer, and um, I would say black bears will be a common thing in Middle Tennessee. And boy, that is scary. I'm not a big bear fan. Not into... um, not into any animal that could potentially kill me. I'm just going to say that. Very scary. I don't even like horses because they're bigger than me. It's, a, it's just a sketchy situation. And, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about tromping around through the woods, squirrel hunting, if I know there's black bears out there. And I got into an argument with a friend at work the other day because he was saying that um, black bears are not aggressive, won't hurt you and you're good to go. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Do they know that, though? 
Like, do they know they're not aggressive? Because I don't know if anyone's told them. I wouldn't go stealing a bologna sandwich from one right now. I'd tell you that. Nope. I wouldn't take his honey from that beehive. No, sir. I'm going to leave Smokey to the bear, to the boys. I ain't, uh-uh. I ain't messing with that. I will stay strapped in the woods from now on, uh, even when I'm out doing stuff in the woods when I'm not hunting I'm going to keep that thing on me because I don't, I don't trust these bears y'all I don't even trust a daggum I mean if I was out in the wild in the woods I would trust a rogue chihuahua running up on me that's just what it is there's certain places where I don't want to run into anything that's not supposed to be there and the woods is one of those places where I have like a hidden fear of running into like a rogue person in the middle of the wilderness. Like if I'm in a state park on a hiking trail or something like that, that's completely different. That doesn't bother me. But if I'm on like private land, like hunting or something like that, and I run into another person, I do not like that. I'm like, why are you in the woods? You know, and they might be like, well, why are you in the woods? I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be in the woods. I'm allowed here. You're not. Anyways, that's always been a weird fear of mine. But, you know, with all this, with everything that's going on in the world, maybe we do need a couple black bears out there roaming the plains, you know, making things a little bit more even. You know, I've been getting hyped up. The world's seems to be in a hot mess on the verge of World War III, probably, most likely. And I uh, started following a, um, I started following a off-grid cabin page on Facebook. That's been interesting. And I've been looking at um, what these people are building. It's actually really cool. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, you know, I have a sawmill. And, uh, you know, I got a couple acres um that's kind of off off the beaten path and um out in the woods and you know i've been thinking about building me one they're pretty cool throw a little wood stove in there i've always told people if uh you know i, I, I was thinking about this the other day while we're talking about um off-grid stuff or uh, tragedy happening having to buckle down in your own home <clears throat> every time somebody buys like a cow or a half a cow they're like oh dude you know and they always and that and that's cool that's something that me and Kaylin haven't done that we probably need to because we're constantly buying meat from the grocery store and it would be a much better option to buy uh, a cow and get it slaughtered and and have all that meat it'd be worth the money up front but when people always are trying to justify that to me for some reason which it doesn't need justifying they're always like oh yeah if something happens man and uh, if it really goes down, man, and these grocery stores go dry, we're going to be taken care of. And I'm like, okay, that's cool as long as the power works. Because as soon as the power goes out, you just got a giant freezer of rotten meat. Unless you know how to literally smoke and dry it all and turn a, and turn a whole cow into beef jerky pretty quick. Within 24 hours, 48 hours. If you can do that, great. If you can't, <laughs> It looks like the, the uh, coyotes are going to be eating good at your house. That's what's going to be eating good. But anyways, it would be cool to have something off-grid like that. I've been thinking about it, checking out these people's setups. And I've always told people, if it really went down, 
Um, I would essentially live in my shop at my house. It's very insulated. Uh, it naturally stays warmer. I have cedar walls, uh, heavily insulated ceilings, and I have a wood stove in here. And um, in the summer, it stays naturally cool in here. And in the winter, it stays um, naturally warmer than it is outside. And, uh, and of course, I have a wood stove that'll get this mug roasting. I think the uh, I think one time it was 25 degrees last year, and I had the shop up to 100 degrees one afternoon. I was intentionally doing that, but, hey, it can happen. Everybody knows that's been over here before. I will roast you out of here. I will roast those chestnuts. For some reason, in the winter when it's nice and cold and everybody wants to come gather and hang out in the shop, I make it my mission mission to make it as toasty as possible up in here. Toasty as possible. Really wish that I had a nice little um, wood-burning fireplace in the house, but I don't. You know, I got nothing for Santa to come down in. Santa's not, not coming down the chimney in my house. He did have to come through the central heat and air unit. So, speaking of, um, I don't know what everybody else is doing out there, if you have young children. But in the Haynes house, I am anti-Santa. Santa is not taking the credit for any gifts in my house. Um, nope. Myself and Kalen go to work every day and work hard. And I work after work sometimes, making extra money. And we send our kid to daycare because that's what we have to do to get by and to make money and live. Um, and I'll be damned if Santa gets the credit for all the awesome stuff that we buy Sonny at Christmas time. I'm not giving... Look, we already give too much credit to fat old white dudes and um i'm not giving any more credit to any more fat old white dudes so santa is not going to be a big thing in my house i'm going to explain to Sonny when the time comes that santa is like winnie the pooh he's a, a jolly old cool character he's in movies it's a story but it's not real it's a it's a it's a make believe character, you know. Santa is like uh, Frozen. Um, Santa's like Bugs Bunny. That's what Santa's going to be in my house. I could care less if she goes to school and spoils it for all the other kids. That's just not my problem. And if my kid gets in trouble at school for spilling the beans on Santa, Daddy's going to have an issue in parent teacher conference. I'm going to tell you that right now. Daddy will have an issue. But anyways, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to let Santa get the credit. I believed in Santa as a kid. I'll never forget when I was sitting on the stairs at my parents' house. I think I was about eight years old, and my neighbor <coughs> Brian Thomas he um, he told me that Santa wasn't real, and I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And in uh, the same day, I figured out everything wasn't real. And, um, uh, you know, Tooth Fairy, not real. Uh, Easter Bunny, not real. You know, all these fictional characters I basically had to run through with my mom and uh, broke my heart. And I remember thinking, and I remember asking my mom, and I don't know if my mom remembers this, but um, 
I remember asking my mom that day when I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. I asked her if Jesus was real. And of course she, you know, quickly responded to all that. And, um, and that always kind of stuck with me and that always kind of scared me. And, you know, I just don't want to lie to my kid for the first eight, ten years of their life about um, something that they get so... Uh, passionate and worked up about and happy about and then just tear down all those walls one day because some random kid in the neighborhood tells them it's not real so anyways we're not doing santa in my house i do love christmas i'm excited for the christmas season i got some uh plugs installed in the front and back porch so i can do some christmas lighting this year we're jacked up we already bought two um light up uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Sonny's been pumped playing with those. So I'm excited about Christmas. We're going to make some puppy chow soon. That's my uh, one little go-to thing around Christmas, make some with Sonny. That'll be awesome. Anyways, guys, um, the only uh, thing that I really wanted to get into um, before I let y'all go today is I've been thinking a lot about what is my role as a father? And uh, you think about that a lot before your kids are born. And you don't really know what kind of dad you're going to be. I think we all like to have an idea of what we're going to be like. We all like to maybe have preconceived notions of what we're going to do and not going to do. Um, you know... You don't really know how you're going to be until they're here. And you may not even know how you're really going to be. You might be different in um, all of their life stages. You know, you might approach things a certain way when they're young. Um, you know, when they get a little bit more middle-aged in the teenage years, you might approach things differently. Um, but I think it's good to, as a father and a mother, but I'm talking to my dads right now, I think it's good as a father, and I'm, and I'm a new father, to have a core value that is the most important to you. So something that you focus on, something that is the headline of your book for your fatherhood, essentially. Um, and I've learned that the safety and security of my girls is my job and my job alone. So when I say that, the most important thing to me is the safety of my wife and my daughter. So that's what turns my gears. That's how I look at situations. That's how I approach situations. That's how I move with my family. Um, that is why I may be relaxed or not relaxed. That might be why I like someone or dislike someone. Um, that's what drives me. And that's what is, um, that's my role. It is my, it is my job to make sure that my wife and my daughter and my family are safe. And it's my dad's job to make sure my mom is safe. And, it's going to be my job for the rest of my life 
to make sure Kaylin's safe. And it's going to be my job to make sure my daughter's safe until she gets married and she has a husband. And on her wedding day, I will tell her husband, it is for the first time in, in Sonny's life, I am not fully responsible for her safety and security. That is your job. And that is a role that another man will have to take on one day. So that's how I operate. That's the most important thing to me, that my girls are safe and taken care of. And um, every morning I wake up, and before I get going, whether I'm in the shower, whether I'm driving, um, I just I take a second and I stop. And uh, I say the same prayer every day. And that prayer goes like this. Lord, please grant me the strength and wisdom to keep them safe. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Y'all power through. It's, um, it's It's Wednesday night for me. It's probably Thursday morning for y'all or whenever you listen to this. It might be the weekend. It don't matter what day it is. Be a savage. Do something good. Take care of somebody. Watch over somebody. Be strong. Be accountable. And um, listen to hitters only. All right. Love y'all. Be good. Thank you.